really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. Created through a curse, or possibly as offspring of a cursed god, their wings beckon storms, and their voices unwary travelers, heroes, and gods alike. With the face and torso of a beautiful maiden, and the features of a bird, talons, wings, you know, all the good stuff, uh, put away your livestock and give your children some earplugs, because this week we are hunting the harpy. Now hold on a second. <laughs> I don't know I about. I knew I was gonna get that. Yeah, some of them. I mean, yeah. I think beautiful maiden is what when liberties are taken with the harpy. I, I feel like harpies are meant to be like not. I mean, I guess it just depends on your preferences. Because like, I think old women are hot as fuck sometimes, but so, they are meant to be like dirty and crusty female they depends on which what you're drawing it from because like in D &D, their main their main quirk is like having a song that charms people yeah and like if you think about it like that then we can extrapolate that the valkyrie and uh mermaids or sirens are similar in that like they trap people by by beauty like could it be the song switching your perspective to to see a charmed version of the harpy probably but i don't know if we've ever if any person seeing a harpy would ever actually see the real harpy until they die yeah this one is uh harder i think this is one of the harder ones that we've had to research uh it goes way further back than like even the kobold so far i think this is the oldest one i mean there's wow. like winged women depictions of like demons and monsters and like really really old like uh, asian culture and then more of like what we know uh the harpy as is from like greek mythology and then you have like the valkyrie and all of the you know different there's like different depictions of like winged women and um all sorts of different like really really old mythology so I mean, we're all going to have different opinions on, like, what it was, depending on what we read, you know. Um, even D&D, they're different from editions, just like normal. You know, it, they say one thing about them in first edition. They're completely different. Like, they speak common in fifth edition. So, that's... <laughs> that's new? Yeah, that's new. Okay. Yeah, they, they had their own language uh, called Harpy before uh, at, at least fifth edition. So, oh, yeah. I guess people just got sick of role-playing um, screeches constantly. That's just boring. <laughs> people should get into screeching. Like Half of Harpies is called a scream. I it saw that, like yeah. 200. Oh, it needs Harpies. 200 for a pack? Uh, yeah. The, the Well, it can be up to 200. The, um, the smaller ones are called something different. And a they, flight. They're a flight, yeah. Which is and super that's like cool. Seven to twelve. 
like that. Yeah. I I enjoyed that it was called a fucking scream because that's probably all you heard. Yeah. They might they might be able to speak common now, but if you take away their screeching, I feel like you can't take away a Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some weird stuff uh in D&D with the harpies right now cuz like I think there's there's some like official edition where like they live in a kingdom and there's like a bunch of different like uh kingdoms or screams Nyx? huh the kingdom of nix the goblin realm that lay upon yeah, the yeah. high plateau of the uh, the in i can't something with yeah 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 it's there's so many different harpies and so many different things they do but i i feel like at their core, they are essentially the same. I mean, their main thing is they're half bird, half woman. Um, they have the siren song. Um, I re- I was watching some video and they were like, in the monster manual, there is no siren because it's just the harpy. Originally. That makes sense. You know? That would make sense. Yep. It's a flavored harpy. Which yeah. is, is weird to me. I mean, I always kind of pictured the, the siren as like, just like some beautiful woman that like floats up to your boat, but they had wings. <laughs> yeah, in the few like things that I've seen a siren, like video games mostly, they are a beautiful woman, but like they have wings out of their head, out of their back or something. You or know what out I mean? They're like pale. Yeah. Yep. Like almost like fins rather than wings. Yep. Yep. But I will say, I think that you're probably closer to the truth even more with sirens. They're they probably described as beautiful because of their song. Yeah. I but I so definitely too. feel like that's a whole trick. And if you want to look at like the Greek mythos behind it, too, it's like, I feel like that does support the like altered mind state essentially yeah. that the siren or i'm sorry the harpy's song can put you under yeah. which it's just like oh don't mind me i'm just a beautiful maiden even if i'm a dude yeah um, like it reminds me of uh the episode in what we do in the shadows season three i haven't seen uh, the newest season how many seasons are there i think there's four now okay i haven't seen the new one so uh, to the characters, Laszlo and Colin Robinson, the energy vampire, are like driving around on a stolen boat and they're just like dooding around, you know? And all of a sudden they hear like this gorgeous song coming over the water. So they follow it and there's just like this very plain woman with like the legs of a bird uh, just singing, you know? And then they come and they like. Like a chicken woman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she was like a beak like face and everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was hilarious because like uh, they were like, what the fuck? Even the vampires (laughs) fell to the charm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I don't know how much uh, how similar that is to when we actually play like can can a siren or a a harpy charm a vampire? Uh, From what I understand, one of the most dangerous things about the harpy and like some of this is even from greek mythology is like they were created by well like in greek mythology uh i think they were kind of like rumored to to work at zeus's will 
so they could mm -hmm. pretty much charm anything. And then um, I've also read about several instances of harpies charming like pretty strong demonic things in D and D. So I mean, if wow. they're if they're ch if they're charming demons, like I wouldn't put it past me able to charm a, a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. The only creatures that are like you can you're the only way you can be unaffected is if you can't hear. Yeah. Um, and then elves have like a natural resistance, um, to a hmm. harpy song. I don't exactly know why. So, like, uh, if if we're talking about like D and D, why elves might be like uh, originally the way harpies were created in D and D was there was an elf. Uh, she was walking through the woods, heard a song, and then. Uh, started walking towards that song and there was a god another like a uh, elven god uh, who also heard the song she saw him fell in love um, he said he didn't want to love her so then she like pleaded to the gods and the woman was given the power to like sing the song again to try and uh, capture the heart of this elven god um, and so she sang the song to him he didn't want her anyway, still, uh, so she cursed the gods, and the gods were like, well, we gave you this power, but now you're cursing us, fuck you, and uh, they turned her into a harpy, and they twisted her need for love into, like, uh, they distorted it until it was, like, a want for human flesh, um, you know, desires of the flesh, uh, and then uh, gave her wings and talons and stuff, so uh, essentially the ver harpies are elves i mean at, at, at a long time ago yeah yeah and maybe maybe they uh have that natural resistance to the siren song because uh i mean there was pretty much elves involved in every step of the process and they were you know the idea of harpies was the idea of wanting to love a a god of the elves so um i thought that was what interesting though god, dude. yeah yeah you, you know, just don't do it. You don't do it. <laughs> oh, man. But I thought that was a fun story. Um, That's a really cool story. Yeah, it's it's a little weird, but usually uh, the creation of myth mythological creatures is usually pretty weird, especially when gods are involved. <laughs> yep. Yep, absolutely. Gods like making fuckery things. Yeah, yeah. Like the original... Uh, like, Greek mythology. Like, <laughs> oh, talk you're... about weird creations. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, gods give birth to, like, horses and then the harpies, and then, you know, sometimes they give birth to snakes or, you know, whatever. It's real Two weird. Those, two of those three things are the same god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super weird. Yeah. But, um, I think it's really interesting when I was reading. People think that they're there is not male harpies cool. just because they all look the same. Oh. So like uh we gave the description of like a female top of the body essentially and like a reptilian lower half. So like even male harpies have a female appearing body. They still have breasts. They still um yeah, so that's why like they assume that female there's only female harpies or female sirens, but there is actually both. Um, That's cool. just a little androgynous, huh? Yeah, like they're just, yeah, they're much, well, 
not even necessarily androgynous like they are female presenting like which is which is interesting yeah it's um i think it goes along with the whole like you know drawing them in type of yeah um thing oh yeah they don't wear clothing they yeah if so like i would yeah they don't wear clothing they only cover themselves with like trinkets and jewelry from their victims so yeah, you, and I would imagine like never thinking there was male harpies if the only time you ever encountered a harpy was just like tits in your face with some jewelry yeah, on. Like naked tits too, not just like yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like... And I feel like in a a lot of the depictions in media, even with like the sirens, especially like they're always a beautiful woman until yeah. their true intentions are revealed, and then it like yeah. you know flashes, and then yeah. they're like this evil hag or this like crazy creature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super weird. I also think uh, the trinket thing is a little strange too, because they have no interest in wealth. They don't want to wear any clothes, but they always take that trophy. You know. I wonder if it goes back to the like longing for love curse. Maybe. And so, like, they take a part of every victim just to like remember them, and it's like yeah, kind of like take a piece of their love, but almost like uh. Like a drive for them that they don't even understand themselves. Yeah, exactly. So if we want to compare harpies to serial killers, because that's what I also listen to way too many serial killer podcasts. Too many, that's actually probably not true. But um, I have been binge listening. So the with that like love aspect of um, their their need and want for love got turned into a need and want for flesh. So, like, I can imagine, like, in their twisted minds, it's still, like, I love this creature. Yeah. Even though I am enjoying, I'm, like, super fucked up and I'm enjoying torturing it and killing it. I have, like, released it into whatever the fucking, you know, I've released it into death. Like, so it's, like, that, it's twisted version of love. So it's like taking a trophy to like remember that connection by, which I don't know. In my brain is like very similar to how how serial killers function as far as trophies. Like this, not only are they like proud of that victim, they still get to be connected to that victim, to that act, to that to in their mind that act of love, that act of like commitment to this act to this creature, like. It's funny because that actually reminded me of a movie that is not very, like, fantastical at all and deals with this man who was born, like, with the ability to smell everything. Everything. Like, down to, like, what the stones in the river smell like and what, how different it smells than the water of the river, you know? Like, uh, I hate that so much. And like he has really bad luck throughout his life, and like every time he leaves a person who like cares for him, they die as soon as he leaves. When he realizes that he can smell everything, but he himself has no smell, he like goes on this quest to like find the most beautiful smelling people and like release them from that like bond and create a perfume that was like an Egyptian myth that would like basically elevate him to a god and it would it was a siren song basically like he put a little bit on a handkerchief and just went like this and like a crowd who was 10 minutes ago 
ready to hang him and stone him to death for the 13 murders of women all fell in love with him like immediately and it's like that's pretty interesting that they use very siren and uh and harpy like perfume yeah it's like one of the best movies ever I feel like I, I've seen that at some point. Perfume, the you, I don't know if you've seen it, Dylan, but I have a very distinct memory of my mother and Chris watching it. Yeah. Oh, really? Um. Maybe that's yeah. when I saw it. I saw that. You weren't allowed it. to come out because they were like, they're turning people into perfume. You're in yeah. elementary school. Go in your room. <laughs> and it's really interesting because, like, the entire time you're you're confronted with a lot of like graphic visual. The movie, the film. The people who filmed it were like really intelligent about how they balanced that physical with like this realm of like love that he he operated in and that's kind of how i see the harpies like they are violent they are are like ready to consume you wholly but they believe that they're doing it from this like deep curse of love that they they cannot overcome you know yeah i mean uh the siren song to me is is an interesting concept it's kind of like that concept we discussed i think um like the concept of like the the drive for like the kobolds where they wanted to like they didn't care if they died because they wanted to like you know continue life like the like ideal of long well i can't remember exactly what it was called but um it's it's almost like something we can't really understand because we've never heard a siren song. Like they depict it in movies as like this angelic choir, but to me I feel like if you ever heard a true siren song, like beautiful music or beauty in general is subjective. Like so subjective. It would have to sound like something we couldn't comprehend, you know. Like it would... Yeah, like the fight or something. Like they they don't come to you in a in a regular form. They come after the person who opens the box. You know, like yeah. Uh, I feel like my siren song in my head, even from the same harpy, would be completely different than either two of yours. Either yeah, one, exactly. You know, yeah, and not even not only that, it would be like seeing a color that doesn't exist. You know, it's like hard to you can't picture it because it doesn't exist. Um. Or, yeah, like I only have ideas like of musical concepts because I love music that much that I'd be like, all right, well, it, you know, like three days ago I heard a cover of a song and it literally made me cry for an hour. So like, certain things about that song would probably be in my siren song because yeah, you know, <laughs> they're just they're just perfect elements that tweak yeah. things in your brain. But even at that point, you know, knowing a song does that to me, I couldn't imagine what a siren song would feel like because holy shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's got people I mean, crashing their boats. <laughs> right. <laughs> crashing their boats, sailing away, yeah, never returning home. Because uh, it was the Odyssey, right, that that Homer wrote about yeah. their boat. Okay, and so, like, they were called something else in that book. So, he, in the book, they were never even described. Because um, weren't they called, like, the Linnaeans or something like that? I don't uh, I thought that was- the island had like a name in a story that someone warned Odysseus about. Yes, they did. He he was warned about them, which is why he knew to tie himself to the mast and yeah. have his sailors uh, put wax in their ears. Right. Um, and he was told like anyone who ever hears them, they've already they're already dead. 
but he alone could uh, survive and listen to the song if he tied himself to the mast. Um, But uh, in the book, they they never like described their uh, like what their their appearance like. Like uh, I think the. They they were described as like a strong wind. Well, there we go. Yeah, which originally that's what they were is was like yep. the spirit of winds things yep. like that. There's like so many names that the Greeks have come up for them, but like the one recurring theme is that it's like a gale or a mm-hmm. a hurricane or something like that. Yeah, I think as the gods got older and angrier, they you know shifted from being the spirit of wind to being the spirit of storms and things like that. Yeah. Because, yep. like, in the latest depictions in Greek mythology, the harpies were just, you know, wretched and <laughs> killing everything, so. Yep. Yeah, which is funny because, like, <clears throat> if they came from Zeus as his, like, form of charm, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's a, quite a twist. Right. I mean, he he wasn't such a great guy <laughs> at the end of the they day. They didn't really like him towards the end, did they? No. No. <laughs> Uh, cool. I think we have time for one prompt before the break. Uh, the one we always start with, where was the first time you saw the harpies? A very I hard think, question for me. <laughs> I, think mine, I think mine was Yu-Gi-Oh, to be honest. Okay. Makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I'm trying to think back, like, of the timeline, but I'm pretty sure I started to, like, play and watch Yu-Gi-Oh before I got into Final Fantasy. So for, for one episode... Final Fantasy does not take the first experience. Right, for yeah, <laughs> for the first time. I don't know, Melina, do you, do you know? I'm not exactly sure. I can't pinpoint it, but I'm going to say um, young adult novels. Sure. Because, like, that was who I was because of my age, because of what was around. Like, Twilight was popping when, when I was in middle school. So, like... It was like all of the novels that could be anything about mystical angels and demons and blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing how many harpy-like creatures I can like semi-remember being in those books or being just a part of the storyline. So I can't give you like an exact thing just because most of that material is a bit of a blur and I would probably not know the name of even like two of the books, but. I can picture them in yeah. my brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. Um, like, I guarantee I've seen them in childhood at some point in some movie or something, or read them in some kind of book, because they are in everything. They're such an easy, like, thing to kind of just write in as, like, uh, your generic monster that you have to kill. Um, but the first time they stuck with me, and I'm not going to break the trend, was... Uh, World of Warcraft, because I, nice. they, they are literally all over the place there, and I always felt I remember, like, taking an interest in them because I was like, dang, you always gotta smash the harpy eggs, like that just seems so brutal. Like every does, time there's but... harpies, you're like, kill, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like collect, you know, forty harpy eggshells. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, they can give birth to twenty up to 20 eggs at one point and only three of them are like possibly going to survive. Yeah. So. And then they eat the ugly ones. Um, <laughs> Final yeah. Fantasy 14's uh, harpy is like a main boss and she has some dope ass abilities. Yeah. 
I wish I had like fodder harpies. That would have been fun. Yeah, it's always it was always like you kill you kill the droves of the the scream, which they weren't called in World of Warcraft. Maybe they were. Um, you kill kill all of them, and then you c- smash all their eggs. You turn in the quest, and then there's one more quest where it's always kill the harpy matriarch. You know, and you have to like go through them all again and find the little hut that she's living in, which is weird. I don't know if they. I don't know if they have little huts. Like I, I could not imagine why something like a harpy would have a house. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, because like they might be like tree dwellers and cave dwellers. That yeah. They- I was thinking like at the most you would see is like a naturally hollowed out island where they could get into a cave and like make use of that for maybe a horde, but that would be it. I kind of picture them like in a nest like up high so they can watch the people traveling by interesting swoop down sure. on them i feel like it would just take a certain i feel like your location your locale probably just depends on the the life you've lived as a harpy yeah because yeah. I, I guess we could imagine like uh, a, a family of harpy living high atop like a church tower in old medieval times you know what i mean like an abandoned like factory or something like that something with a vantage point you know although i didn't read this exactly but we're talking family of harpy as in just like a grouping of harpies yeah like not like familial ties or anything because i was gonna say they they're more like birds yeah you know once they they can feed themselves you're on your own you can be part of the pack yeah and that's kind of what i'm thinking like you know, a, if it was a small collection, what you a, a flight, a flight, right? Mm-hmm. Like it would be more so like younger ones who, like by chance, met up. You know what I mean? And like they're like, oh, this might be our chance to like lay some eggs and like fuck some people up. You know? And, uh, but like I don't. I, as young as two. What? As young as two. What? Yeah, two is when they start laying eggs. Damn. <laughs> but they can do it at will. Yeah, they don't have to procreate. They just... Just, I didn't see anything about their lifespan, did you guys? Yes, so, interesting. Yeah. Uh, they you can live to... up... I'll, I'll tell them, you, they can live up to 50 years, but they almost never do. Do you know why, Melina? Yeah, because as soon as the old age start and starts to weaken them, their kin kill them. And eat them. Around twenty-five to thirty years. Wow. So So we'd all be be dead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'd all be dead. Uh, Which is like interesting to me, and I I feel like if nature's running its course, and the uh, the harpies are pretty much left to do whatever the harpies will do, Mm -hmm. that like getting to a place where they have a scream of two hundred harpies would be exceedingly rare. I oh, mean, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Because yeah. they have no no love for their children. Um, they the, the kids basically eat whatever scraps are left. So hopefully two out of 20 of the eggs that hatch, you know, those two survive. Um, and then past that, they eat each other. And they don't just eat the, the weak ones. Sometimes they get into disagreements about who gets to keep the trinket. And then they fight to the death and eat that one. And then if the other one is wounded enough, then everyone else will eat that one. So 
it's, wow. it's like super brutal. I mean, they're cannibalistic. They are carnivorous, and they they take survival of the fittest to the highest tier. Yeah. So I mean, like for harpies to get to a grouping of two hundred, just sounds like they've they I guess they've they have to be in a place with a lot of weak travelers. Where they're not yeah. like they don't have to worry about eating each other as much. Yeah, like somewhere easily accessible to a king's road or something like that. Yeah. They they're big on like improvised weapons, so I just kind of picture harpies just snapping back and forth at each other, just like hitting each other with bones and clubs to the death. Yeah. I can see that. I I always imagine them with like claws too for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, they do have claws. They, okay, so I, think... I like I see like maybe one just like sitting there gnawing on some dude's like thigh, you know, like just minding its own fucking business, and then somebody else like tries to take it by the foot, you know, and it it like ignores it for a while until it like tugs too hard and it doesn't it misses like a bite and then it's just like. That's it. They all go fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Truest form of chaotic evil. Seriously. And I can see that. And it, it's very beautiful to think about, but it's also terrifying as like a mortal to imagine like just how quickly your experience could end, you know? Well, yeah. It's like, oh, you're not 100% anymore. You're not perfect anymore. You weren't born 100% imperfect. You, that's yeah. it for you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. No You'll feed one who is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. I think that uh, that fun note is a, a good place to take a quick break. Hey, guys. I just wanted to check in here in the middle of the episode. Harpies. Fun one. I hope you are enjoying it as much as we enjoyed reading and learning about these guys or girls or both. You know, I, I don't know if we've gone over that yet. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening uh, to another episode. Uh, we are still releasing episodes every single week at 8 a.m. on Friday morning. So make sure you check back with us every single week. Uh, we might even have some exciting bonus content uh, that we'll sprinkle in uh, in the middle of the week here and there. Uh, we might have just done one or we might just... Uh, about to be doing uh, something interesting, a little bit different. Um, but yeah, make sure that uh, you message us with any requests for monsters to discuss at morningswmonsters at gmail.com. As always, I would like to thank at Miz and Cake on Instagram uh, for our amazing uh, cover art. Uh, super cool. You can check out more stuff there on Instagram. Uh, you can also check out our Instagram if you want to see pictures of the monsters that we talk about because they're pretty crazy. Uh, especially this week's uh, topic, the harpies. They're they're pretty weird, you guys. So uh, check us out over there at Mornings with Monsters. Uh, that's pretty much it. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you again next week. I'll let you get back. Enjoy. Welcome back, monster hunters. We've sharpened our spears and finished tying all of our nets, and we are back hunting the harpies. Uh, um, with some props. It's a fun part, right? Uh, let's see. Are they evil? Harpies. 
or is there i guess a better question would be is there any justification for them not being evil i don't know from what it seems like they're driven by base things like hunger and if we want to get romantic about it like a lust that yeah is maybe interpreted in their own brains as love but i don't know if there's a ton of intelligence there um yeah i mean it's hard to say it's like yeah is a shark evil they're pretty smart <laughs> they just eat 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 but they don't lure people in yeah i think that there's no there's no reason to say that they're not they're not evil they they might have started as like a manipulated good creature but as a harpy like they don't have like the bandwidth to not kill and eat their kin at the very least yeah like and crave like human flesh and or demi human flesh and they take enormous joy in hunting and torturing yeah i think um i think they are evil but i'll also on top of that prompt question just throw in the are they misunderstood because i think the misunderstanding of the harpy is that they are a tragic creature um and that's what makes them evil and it's tragic that they're evil but they were a cursed thing at the start and they've only devolved since then and their need for love has been so twisted over and over and over again through the generations that they are feral beings uh lusting for something they don't understand beyond their control and i i would say if they didn't utilize things like the siren song or luring people into traps or eating their babies then maybe we could argue for them not always being evil but i my only argument is that i believe that they might not even be on the scale like would you put like you said would you put a shark on that scale i would say shark isn't evil it's part of the food chain right I think yeah, so like is, is a cow like a good then because it eats vegetables? That's a good point. I I mean, I just, I, I'm more I'm more of the like persuasion that beasts are like immune to morality. I agree. I would uh I would say they're not beasts. They pray to a god. They 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 like physically like they like willfully pray. They there is. Well, like, in certain instances, there's, like, um, groups of harpies. They don't all pray to a specific god, but, yeah, they'll make offerings to them. They also have a society, as brutal as it is. They talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, ravens and crows have society, and they talk to each other, and they steal from people, and, like, they train wolves to kill for them. Ravens, one of those things, I would say that it's not, it wouldn't, it's, it's a subcategory. Sure, it's a creature, it's a beast, but it's not. It's it. There's some type of of something else there, like sentient or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like they have some type of ability to understand. It's kind of like the difference between sending somebody, like allowing somebody to take the insanity plea for killing somebody. It's like. Yeah. You couldn't stop yourself from doing that. You didn't know what you were doing, and you showed you didn't know what you were doing. But, like, when you keep trinkets and you, like, do that kind of shit and, like, you fight over, like, who gets this prey, blah, 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 like, you hunt, like, that 
is showing like you have a better understanding like you have like a feeling about this thing even though the feeling is i need to kill this thing this thing is my prey like they it's been so twisted from their original form which is if we want to go into D&D lore it could be elves if we want to go off what we've been kind of talking about a little bit like that it they have to come from something they're little it's less like they're created from something that can't speak especially now they're um now that they have they can they talk common yeah. now like, yeah yeah for sure yeah like, giving them that ability i think it's it's kind of like saying it's kind of like reassuring reaffirming. reaffirming yes that's the word that like they do have more of an understanding of what they're doing so and they choose to do it not every like i want to say i read something that even though they're like so sadistic sadistic and like that's what they will do they're they will back down if they know that they are inferior in power yeah they're they're okay. they are cowardly in that way or right. you know self-preserving like yeah they have that self-preservation they have that cowardliness of knowing like i am not the end-all be-all which i feel like shows it has to so show some type of understanding, That's which means that for sure, yeah, yeah, they have to come slightly out of that category. Yeah. It's kind of the same, and like with ravens, it's like ravens have like facial recognition. They are royal creatures. Like yeah. it's there's something different that makes like this subset of creatures. I I will say a lot of beasts shouldn't fall on the morality. Like thing no like mosquitoes are gonna get killed by daddy long legs like it's just kind of the way it goes that's how they're gonna yeah how things are gonna be but like what's that like choice comes in yeah yeah that's like that's what you're saying is morality because harpies could survive oh i was gonna say no i was gonna say harpies can survive off of eating vegetation Yes, they can't. Like, it processes in their body, I read, that they are carnivores, but by choice. And I also read something that when I was reading it, I was like, oh, well, that answers if they're evil or not. And it was part of, like, um, part of the reason why they get in those squabbles that lead to, like, you know, fights to the death. And it says one common thing that they argue over is how much to torture their captured victims to get them to the perfect point of, like, how how tortured should they be before you eat them? Wow. Okay. So I was like, that's pretty damn evil. That's fucking evil. Because <laughs> they're, they're all in agreement they should be tortured, but how much to tenderize the little, uh, you know, the little travelers? <laughs> Uh, notoriously malevolent and sadistic, taking enormous joy in hunting, torturing, and killing their victims. Yeah. Always seeking more. Yeah. They're evil. They're Is fucked it... up. <laughs> and I, I would say that to the only other point on are they misunderstood, I would say I didn't know, and I'm sure Gender most people don't know, uh, that they were a twisted form of the want for love. Yeah. I mean, that's a big misunderstanding because 
if you're just that's facing in D&D, it, though, right? Yeah, I mean that's in D and D, and it's like when when I read about their creation in Greek mythology, it's like as the will of Zeus. That's yeah. That was the wording that stuck out to me. Yeah, I also think you can probably, if you read and look into enough of it, there's still like the twistedness is probably still comes from that need and want for love. Well, like, most of Zeus's decisions were based off of a. A horribly disfigured form of love in one way or yeah. another. <laughs> if, if they were the will of Zeus, then they were more than likely what charmed people into sleeping with him in the first place. Yeah. And then when the person's spell broke and Hera's consequences came, I mean, if you're saying that, uh, if we're saying and agreeing that harpies are sentient to the point where they can be like aware of their of their life and their existence. Like, they could see what they did, yeah. you know? And, like, maybe they didn't start off super shitty, but, yeah, th- that would fuck anybody up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you for you guys out there, go look at, like, the earliest pictures of harpies, because they're, like, little chickens with, like, pretty lady heads. They're pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's some real wild depictions of harpies. Um, okay, cool. Um... Let's see. We're right on track for our last prompt question. Um, my personal favorite. How would you like to see or use them in gameplay or media? And I got one if you guys need some time. Go ahead. Sure. Go for it. So I thought I, you know, I'm sick of smashing harpy eggs, you know. <laughs> but, uh, and, and like, my thought would be more of a story. It could be, a, you know uh ttrpg setting it could be really anything but it's more of like um a a story driven by the curse of the harpy so i mean curses usually can be broken in some way or another so i thought it would be interesting say like there's a village that's been uh you know they live somewhere near a mountain where the harpies have lived for hundreds of years and they come kill their livestock or something every once in a while and you've heard about this uh either as a player or the main character hears about these harpies as they're passing through and then in one way or another they find a harpy whose vocal cords have been damaged so it cannot um you know fall it can't it can't use its siren song and so it learns to you know communicate in another way and explains to this person that like the harpies are misunderstood and that they're a cursed being and that there's a way to break the curse, but they have to go on this crazy harpy filled adventure to, you know, break the curse for them. And hopefully at the end of the day, save all the harpies. But I love the idea of like a harpy who can't sing. <laughs> yeah, I like that. that. That's a very interesting to me. <laughs> it would be interesting. I think it would be fun to run a character who, Starts off like, okay, it's inspired by one of our characters in the campaign I DM. Because she's an Eldrin elf. And uh, she, like, changes her form through, like, her stages of emotion. And uh, we're also in the Feywild, so, like, things happen, you know? Yeah. Um, But it would be fun to play an Eldrin who's, like, been abandoned by like the rest of the elves for whatever reason i'm thinking 
like something benign like uh a raid of orcs caused them to move really fast and like the baby just got forgotten on accident you know like something super simple but throughout life that eladrin has never known acceptance or like love but like is quick to give that love out and slowly just ever so slightly all the time they shift closer to their like winter phase which ends up being this like grand transformation at the end where they like are consumed by a cold wind and their like heart like freezes and breaks at the same time and they just like emerge this like eladrin harpy hybrid that'd be cool you know like make them a bard and you've got me entangled (laughs) forever you know like a forgotten elven harpy like just something someone that like started off with really good intentions and just like the right amount of trauma and like through their own needs slash unwillingness to draw boundaries for themselves they've like they've like let them themselves be consumed by the need for love and it's turned them to the harpy song you know what i mean because even if it's only temporary before they like tearfully consume and torture their prey like at least for that point they had that connection you know yeah it'd be a tragedy but it that's what harpies are you know they're a tragic character and i i really enjoy playing that up because it could happen to anyone to be consumed by grief and loss and 100%. the need for love absolutely is that like they're you they're a tragedy of a creature but that is like a tragedy for a creature yeah exactly like the experience that they walk is not only harmful and painful to them but it's also like a warning of harm and pain for us yeah and i love the shifting to their winter you know justifying Mm -hmm. the the change that's yeah because like you know i you would start the character and they'd be in spring and they'd be like Mm-hmm. loving everyone and giving their heart out to every fucking barmaid that came up to them and, yeah uh and like as as like the rejection comes you know and like uh, they start to shift into summer and they start to get a little bit more coy and a little bit more like devious and start using their music yeah uh and like in ways that their bar teachers told them like is frowned upon it's not exactly like not allowed but disrespectful you know yeah uh and then they shift down into their autumn because they've started to lose hope maybe they get raspy voiced because they haven't used it in a while but they also like start to look ragged and just like kind of go out into the streets blindly being like i need a hug i need a hug you know (laughs) me (laughs) right (laughs) it's just like some some characteristics of, of human loss transcend like where you are and how old you are and i i feel like the harpy definitely represents a lot of those definitely but without a without too much redemption so yeah yeah (laughs) the redemption's the hard part especially for harpy yeah Yeah. (laughs) once you go south kind of downhill yeah yeah Uh, you got anything melina it might be cool to see like something that was just like solely focused on even if it was just like a part storyline like just like the absolute brutality of like their how they exist 
Because, like, we only ever see them in media as, like, using a siren song. Yeah. Like, their songs to, like, draw people in as these mystical, like, beings of whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, And, like, sure, you might see the killing there, but, like, from, like, a harpy's, like, point of view, almost like a short film type thing so you couldn't do like like a, full a series. discovery channel documentary on the life cycle of a harpy yeah something like that because it's like i don't even i just imagine it like not even with like words really nope just a lot of sounds just a lot of sounds dramatic like, music <laughs> exactly and just like the absolute like everything's fine and then half the tribe's dead yeah yeah in an instant that's crazy i mean that's that would be a really cool thing to watch um because not many people like uh end up in a scream and live to tell the tale right (laughs) yeah like almost like the like watching like the development of a scream because one it would be super rare two it would have to be fast like they would be such i mean they live for 25 years (laughs) you guys could open it up real cinematically with like a, a fisherman who like got blown out of range by a squall who like gets taken by one and then uh he's right fine. before he gets, right before he gets taken he like pulled out his phone you know <laughs> and like you could have like you know an hour long thing until his phone dies of just like laying on the ground like in the flight a harpy like, picks it up weird. and turns its head like that. Yeah, and <laughs> takes like, it back to the scream. <laughs> yeah, and like hangs it up in a like place of prominence, like so that oh, it's near the trinkets or something. But like it like is looking down on the flight. So basically, you get an hour of like unfettered flight footage. Yeah, love it. That'd be sick. Because it would be terrifying to watch that. That's the oh, start yeah. of it, and then you yeah. go into the history, and then you go into the. <laughs> Like straight documentary, the bird's eye view of the. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, that would great. be cool. Okay, so we need to get but this started. In that hour, yeah, this the... needs to happen now. <laughs> in that hour, it's the complete destruction of the yeah. entire society. Yeah. Like the entire yeah. scream kills itself in that hour. But like the whole documentary is like what leads up to it. Starts and ends with that footage, but the whole documentary is leading up to the scream being at an actual like size of of that many harpies. Yeah. And then in that footage, it's they all just want to kill this one guy, so they all kill each other. Love that. Yep. All right, guys, start pulling out your pockets for that CGI budget. Yep, we're gonna need a little bit of <laughs> It'll be a lot. <laughs> we're a shit ton of amazing makeup artists. That's true. I would much rather go uh, physical over CGI. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a task. We need some good sound sound engineers too, because like my imagining of like how much crumpling feathers, you know, in that shot. They're, that no, we... they're leathery. They're leathery oh. things. Oh, they don't have like feathered wings. I don't think so. They're like leathery wings. Let's imagine that with like, yeah, feathered wings. Yeah, I guess like some of them have feather wings, but like interesting. Yeah, that changed at some point. Hmm. Um, because like in their original descriptions, they had leather like 
you know, like Maleficent type leathery yeah. things. Uh, yeah. Okay. Less feathery, but at some point they did get more feathery. Yeah, I mean, they're there might they're be- like half, like the bird is usually a vulture. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. That they're kind of like depicting or. Mm-hmm. Which makes and a lot of sense in their OG yeah. description was saying. Yeah. Well, that's, like that's uh, interesting that it changed like that though. Clawed feet. Flawed hands, whole black makes eyes. Makes me wonder, like, what real creature back, like, in ancient times had leathery wings that we just don't know and, like, doesn't exist, you know? A bat. Dragons. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess a bat does have leathery wings. What are those? Yeah, they've been around for a long time. that, like, attack, that one dinosaur that attacks the tourists in Jurassic Park? Yeah. A pterodactyl? Yeah, those guys. Well, I don't think humans and ter- oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's any winged lizards that have ever been alive at the same time of humans. I don't know. I but there's so. plenty of dinosaur bones. I didn't realize we were and we were making. I didn't realize they had to be alive at the same time. Sorry. Mostly <laughs> for like, where did they get the inspiration to to like draw leather winged things? Like even demons, like way back before Christianity existed, in like in that same form where they were like very i guess bat like well yeah i mean you see bats at night under the light of like a yeah the moon they're pretty terrifying and some of them are like huge i have a horrible phobia of bats so you do yeah they didn't know that and they got into my house uh when i lived in like an old house and i like didn't realize I was terrified until that happened and they were flying around and I, I literally just collapsed in fear and hid under a blanket. Oh no. Yeah. Well, like they don't trigger me to look at them or anything, yeah. but like if, if they're flying, I'm. You need a cat in your house. No. Could you, could, here's the thing, right? I'm terrified of them flying around, but like imagining one of my animals killing it and then I have to like not only hear the like terrifying squeaks of a dying bat but like take care of it afterwards yeah hey what my mom would do we would leave the house oh we would just, like go outside one time one time they were trying to get the bat out of our house and so they shut me in my room so the bat wouldn't get in my room and the bat was in my room when they shut the door <laughs> <laughs> and so i was in the room in the dark with the bat flat flapping around and i'm on the top bunk Oh my god, I almost threw up. Uh, so, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. My bad. <laughs> Trigger. Right oh no. Um, I just, uh, Ellen or Chaz used to just grab a sheet and like yeah. throw it over them. It, the trick is you change uh, you change the lights because they go towards yeah. the lights and stuff. So you shut you... up all the lights like in the house and then turn down the porch light and open the door. Yeah, that usually yeah. works. Up outside, but we would also like let the cats. Well, the cats would go for like it anyway. 120 years old, so it was uh, like tiny. And they always just like slammed into stuff, and I hated it. Ugh. Just get out! <laughs> All right, guys. Any uh, final thoughts on the harpy? No, no. I think we we oh, talked right. a pretty good amount of them. We learned a lot of this poor, okay. tragic creature. Yeah. It's pretty evil, unfortunately. Oh, well. Yeah. Evil makes also, the good. They- I discovered the word, the category. They're not beasts; they're monstrosities. Oh, mm. I like they're that. They're like cursed or uh, 
experimented on creatures. Like mm. altered in some terrible yeah. form. I bet that confuses a lot of, uh, you know, learned D&D people setting up. Because like, you would think either humanoid or, um, you know, beast at first. Yeah. But then it literally is a category. It's a type. I'm into that. Yeah, makes sense. I think it. Yeah, it does make sense. I feel. I still think the raven isn't raven is in a category of its own. But yeah. um. <laughs> all right. Well, th- I think that uh, that pretty much is a, a sweet ending to our <laughs> uh, our harpy episode. Uh, we will see you next week on another episode of Mornings with Monsters. It's gonna do it for us today. Bye. See ya. Okay.